you remember when you told me I have to have beard? So I said, but you don't have beard. And you said, my heart has beard. Do you remember that? Yes. Who said that? We're on, right, right? Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim, alhamdulillah, wa salatu wa salamu ala rasulillah wa ala alihi wa sahbihi wa man wala. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Safina Society, nothing but facts live stream, where we are again here at the New Brunswick Islamic Center filming. Uh, for today, is uh, not, it's the affairs of the Ummah today, is what we cover on Wednesdays, but nonetheless, we may cover some uh, from the Isra and Mi'raj, because we said we're going to do that. But I first came upon something that's really interesting. Somebody called Robert of St. Albans. He died in 1187. Now, what is 1187? Uh, what year are we talking about here? Or what? That, th those years should ring a bell. 1187 is the beginning of the Crusades. Around that time, uh, the 11, late 1100s, okay, is the beginning, is the Crusades. Right, that century, essentially, is the time of the Crusades. Now, he is an English Templar knight who converted to Islam. He was one of the few Knights Templars. That you, get a, you can get a back check if you want to get comfortable. He's one of the few Knights Templars that converted to Islam. Right? And he led an army for Salah al-Din. So that's the beginning of Salah al-Din's time. It's the, the Crusaders had been around for a while. He was actually a leader for Salah al-Din. Right? And he was one of the people who were at the Battle of Hattin, okay? as well as the reconquest of Jerusalem, which was at the time under control by the French. He eventually married the niece of Salah al-Din Ayyubi, All right? but he was sh killed shortly thereafter outside Jerusalem. Uh, when he became Muslim, a lot of Christians were, of course, dismayed, and there was a lot of movement against the Knights Templar, meaning that your people are converting out of Islam, what's, what is with you? Uh, it's an interesting story, isn't it? Right? That this idea that, we ha that there was somebody who converted to Islam uh, amongst the Knights Templars. But you've got to keep something in mind. He's probably born there. He was probably born in, 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 this, in, this, part of, in this part of the world and never seen anything else. There was like two, three generations and they'd never been to Europe. They were just born in, in those countries and never been to Europe. Uh, let's see, since it is affairs of the Ummah, uh, the Turkish earthquake situation, I don't think there's much news beyond, of course, you know, it is obviously a massive tragedy, obviously we, we know that, but um, is there anything else? I posted yesterday a picture, uh, a post about a, a news story that said that they had found a boy who had been under the rubble for days and days that you would imagine he'd die of uh, starvation and lack of water, dehydration. But they said that, subhanAllah, that he said that uh, a man was coming to in, in, in giving me food every once in a while, come and give me some food to drink and 
karamet. That's nothing else to say. Now, someone says, oh, well, we, we don't know if it's true or not. But that's fine. The, the concept, that concept of the story is not surprising at all, in the least. There are many reports, subhanAllah. SubhanAllah. Like a stranger, just a stranger that they never saw again. It's, it's not uh, something unfathomable when you have the people of Allah and, and then that iman eventually has to come back to you somehow and Allah rewards you. All right, again, rescuers are, tra- are, are collecting, are, are uh, searching for people in the rubble. Earthquake uh, that has reached now 44,000. Again, very similar to what we read yesterday. This time it was, the second one was in Antakya. The other one was more closer to uh, the border of Syria. Okay, so there's not much new information, unfortunately. Uh, it's going to be a long road to recovery for that part of the world. Okay. Bernie Sanders, so because he's Jewish, he's able to say things about Israel. And he says, the United States gives billions of dollars in aid to Israel. They're running a racist government. All right? You cannot demean the Palestinian people there. And of course, he's giving you the hand wave while he's doing it. Bernie Sanders, right? He's, well, he's the only one who could say it because he's Jewish, right? Only someone Jewish could speak about that. Okay. Well, of course, yeah. He's a liberal. Um, only the li- well, the liberal Jews really despise Israel, right? Because the right on, in Israel is so strong right now. And what's his name is um, what's his name is a uh, Netanyahu always goes with the right. He needs their support, right? He's not popular enough in the left. All right. Uh, Scotland has a health secretary. His name is Hamza who? Let's see here. This is, I guess, news. Hamza Yusuf, not, of course, the Hamza Yusuf, but his name is Hamza Yusuf. And he's now the um, Scottish health secretary. And he recently told the LBC radio that I, despite being a Muslim, I don't use my faith as a basis of legislation. So I support the equal marriage bill. Okay, well, um, that's just another example of that type of uh, secular Islam, Muslim ideology, which is eventually going to be essentially, I would have to say, unfortunately, really out of Islam or just Muslim by, by an ethnic label or a cultural label. Uh, but I mean, what's that surprising? We've seen tons of that. So it's nothing new. Uh, London itself had a bigger politician. The London, mayor of London is probably more important than the health secretary of Scotland, right? So let's see what the article says here. I mean, what is there really to read? He's telling you um, that he's a secularist, all right, and he wants to be Muslim, all right. Proud Muslim. He went on LBC. What is LBC? Um, some version of the BBC, obviously. Uh, fivepillars.uk.com or whatever. Please, those pop-ups are annoying. Like, get news, link, write your email. You know those pop-ups on a website? Everyone hates them. I'm reading something on the website. All of a sudden, the website goes dim, and I get a pop-up box. Nothing is worse than those. I'm a supporter of equal marriage. Okay? I'm a Muslim. 
yet I support something that the Quran is against. Tab also, I'm a vegetarian and I like to eat meat. What's what's wrong with that? Okay. So I'll be fasting Ramadan in a few weeks' time, but what I don't do is use my faith as a base of legislation. Um, that's what we do. We would legislate based on God's law. That's it. There's no discussion on that. Uh, if we were in that position. Obviously, he went into a government that um, has nothing to do with that. He says, what I do as a representative, as a leader, as a member of the Scottish Parliament, is my job is to bring forward policy to pursue it in the best interest of the country. Okay, So the whole point that we would say revelation is that your creator knows best. right? Uh, Yusuf is currently the Scottish Secretary for Health and Social Care and is the new favorite at two to five odds of being Scotland's next foreign minister. Why don't you get uh, a desk? We got a desk there. Get Ryan a desk since he's going to break his back. Kate Forbes was the favorite, etc. A staunch Christian and a member of the Free Church of Scotland. She also said that having children outside of marriage is wrong, according to her faith. So, I don't understand how it is that the Christian is more proud of standing up and stating her beliefs than a Muslim. And it reminds me of the issue of how every university department every university department, they expect, it's expected that the people of that study are of that study, right? Of that subject matter, except in Islam. Why, why are we tolerating non-Muslims talking about the Qur'an? Like, you should just not even talk. I'm not even assessing your argument. Don't talk because you have no right. You have no right. You have an agenda, Okay. Okay. What's, what's happening? Are we ready with the Hezbin Nasr? When you get it ready, you let me know. Hezbin Nasr because it's Yom al Arbi'at Bain al Dhuhri wal Asr. We all know that. And we all know the drill. We recite Hezbin Nasr. There's, no, there's nothing new here. The spread of the, the, the progressive Muslims in politics is well known. And it's nothing um, that really even is news. But just reading it for the sake that that's the first headline on Five Pillars UK. All right, are we... Saudi Arabia pulls out all the stops to celebrate Valentine's Day. What is wrong with you people? Who's, who even celebrates Valentine's Day anyway? What is there to celebrate? Just buy Hallmark cards, give Hallmark your money. Chocolate. Buy chocolate, give them your money. Right? Have a romantic uh, moment. With whom? I guess girlfriends, because they don't, people don't marry anymore. But in Saudi, um, they are running, chasing for everything. That is Western. Even if it's not even done by the West anymore. All right. World-renowned Japanese restaurant Nobu in Jeddah will be hosting a DJ to play music for guests who want to wine and dine. All right. From a specially curated Valentine's menu. Man, this 
stuff is a waste. Iqbal Ahmed is the only guy who ever puts comments. This guy is obsessed with Five Pillars UK. He's like, does not realize that nobody else comments except him. Okay. All right. We are ready with Hizb al-Nasr. My brothers and sisters, if you are new to this live stream, every day, every Wednesday, sorry, we, we read a dua, and then we, make, we stop, we pause for some supplication, for some dua, because on Wednesday, between Dhuhr and Asr, okay, is the time where dua is mustajab. Okay? We don't know when it is, but it is a gap of time, a window of time between Dhuhr and Asr. <clears throat> Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim Inna fatahna laka fatham mubina Liyaghfira laka Allahu ma taqaddama min dhambika Wa ma taakhkar Wa yitaminamatahu alayka Wa yahdiyaka siratam mustaqima Wa yansuraka Allahu nasran aziza Wa kana inda Allahi wajiha Wajihim fi dunia wal akhirati wa min al-muqarabin Wajahtu wajihiya lilladhi fatara al-samawati wal-ard بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم نصر من الله وفتح قريب وبشر المؤمنين يا أيها الذين آمنوا كونوا أنصار الله كما قال عيسى بن مريم للحواريين من أنصاري إلى الله قال الحواريون نحن أنصار الله الله لا إله إلا هو الحي القيوم لا تأخذه سنة ولا نوم له ما في السماوات وما في الأرض من ذا الذي يشفع عنده إلا بإذنه يعلم ما بين أيديهم وما خلفهم ولا يحيطون بشيء من علمه إلا بما شاء وسع كرسيه السماوات والأرض ولا يؤد حفظهما وهو العلي العظيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم لو أنزل هذا القرآن على جبل لرأيته خاشعا متصدعا من خشية الله وتلك الأمثال نضربها للناس لعلهم يتفكرون هو الله الذي لا إله إلا هو عالم الغيب والشهادة هو الرحمن الرحيم هو الله الذي لا إله إلا هو الملك القدوس السلام المؤمن المهيمن العزيز الجبار المتكبر سبحان الله عما يشركون هو الله الخالق البارئ المصور له الأسماء الحسنى يسبح له ما في السماوات والأرض وهو العزيز الحكيم وَإِذُ نَفْسِي بِاللَّهِ تَعَالَى مِنْ كُلِّ مَا يَسْمَعُ بِأُذُنَيْنِ وَيُوصِرُ بِعَيْنَيْنِ وَيَمْشِي بِرِجْلَيْنِ وَيَبَطِشُ بِيَدَيْنِ وَيَتَكَلَّمُ بِشَفَتَيْنِ حَصَّنْتُ نَفْسِي بِاللَّهِ الْخَالِقِ الْأَكْبَرِ مِنْ شَرِّ مَا أَخَافُ وَأَحْذَرُ مِنَ الْجِنِّ وَالْإِنْسِ وَأَنْ يَحْضُرُونَ عز جاره وجل ثناؤه وتقدست أسماؤه ولا إله غيره اللهم إني أجعلك في نهور أعدائي وأعوذ بك من شرورهم وتحيونهم ومكرهم ومكائدهم أطفئ نار من أراد بعداوة من الجن والإنس يا حافظ يا حفيظ يا كافي يا محيط سبحانك يا رب ما أعظم شأنك وأعز سلطانك تحسنت بالله وبأسماء الله وبآيات الله وملائكة الله وأنبياء الله ورسل الله والصالحين من عباد الله حصنت نفسي بلا إله إلا الله محمد رسول الله صلى الله عليه وآله وسلم اللهم احرسني بعينك التي لا تنام واكنفني بكنفك الذي لا يرام وارحمني بقدرتك علي فلا أهلك وأنت ثقتي ورجائي يا غياث المستغيثين يا غياث المستغيثين يا غياث المستغيثين يا دارك الهالكين 
يا درك الهالكين يا درك الهالكين اكفني شر كل طارق يطرق بليل او نهار الا طارق يطرق بخير انك على كل شيء قدير بسم الله ارقي نفسي من كل ما يؤذي ومن كل حاسد الله شفائي بسم الله رقيت اللهم رب الناس اذب الباس اشفي انت الشافي وعافي انت المعافي لا شفاء الا شفاءك شفاء لا يغادر الساقم ولا الما يا كافي يا وافي يا حميد يا مجيد ارفع عني كل تعب شديد واكفني من الحد والحديد والمرض الشديد والجيش العديد واجعل لي نورا من نورك وعز من عزك ونصرا من نصرك وبهاء من بهائك وعطاء من عطائك وحراسة من حراستك وتأييد من تأييدك يا ذا الجلال والإكرام والمواهب العظام أسألك أن تكفيني من شر كل ذي شر إنك أنت الله الخالق الأكبر وصلى الله على سيدنا محمد وآله وصحبه وسلم تسليم وصلى الله على سيدنا محمد وآله وصحبه وسلم تسليما كثيرا طيبا مباركا فيه والحمد لله رب العالمين ظاهرا وباطنا وعلى كل حال يا أرحم الراحمين بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم في من السورة دعاء وبارك على سيدنا محمد وعلى آله وصحبه وسلم سبحان ربك رب العزة عما يصفون وسلام على المرسلين والحمد لله رب العالمين I like this story it's not really a new story but I'm all about um, I'm all about the, the explicit and open rise of Satanism. And the reason is that you can't have Satanism without its corollary. You can't have a group openly saying they're from the dark side of the unseen without there being a light side of the unseen. So, apparently someone's Grammy 
a word single unholy is a tribute to Satan, which represents the West's war on humanity. Humanity's tried and tested moral anchors. All right. The music industry became the latest saga in the West's never-ending culture wars after a controversial Grammy performance by English singer and songwriter Sam Smith and Kim Petras. You saw this? I didn't see it. I didn't even know the Grammys were on. I saw everyone talking and saying that people were like literally bowing to Satan. But that wasn't this guy. That was some roly-poly guy with a... No, I don't know who the weekend is. He's like one of the, he's like the biggest, one of the biggest artists. He flashed the word Satan on the back of his concert. And like, he put it in there, stuck it in there for some people to float it down. And like, mm. and he's like the biggest artist right now. Really? By a large amount, yeah. No way, I didn't know that. Smith and Petra snagged the award for the best pop duo in the racy rendition of their award-winning song, uh, Unholy, and it sparked outrage amongst American conservative Christian community. Performance, which was sponsored by the pharmaceutical giant Pfizer, is a celebration of queer joy, glamorizing a father's adulterous liaison with a prostitute. How filthy are these people going to be? You, by, by the way, though, they're still negatives, right? They're still going against. So, so like, what, what are they making their statement on? By being the negative of wholesome marriage, right? And, and, and so there's still, there's nothing original. That's what, that's what... Um, Nietzsche said, he said, like, you're not original. You're still basing everything either stealing from religious biblical values or you're proud of being the opposite of biblical values. So it's nothing original. It endorses the luxury fashion label Balenciaga. What is it? Balenciaga. Okay, Balenciaga. Uh, how do you say it? Why is this even a big deal? No one's ever heard of this company. No, it's actually huge. Is it, is it me who's never heard of it? I think so. Balenciaga. I've never seen Balenciaga until the last two months when they said something they were dabbling in Satanism. Yeah. Right? Everyone else knows about it. Everyone knows about it. How do it's like Gucci. You know how Gucci is. Well, I mean Gucci everyone knows, right? It's like almost on that level. Like no way they're on they're on the same level of Gucci. Yeah. How old are they? They're a little bit younger, that's why. Okay, that's why. Okay. They provoked a storm from two diabolical advertising campaigns, one of which featured children clutching teddy bears in bondage gear, and another showing a hand... This, this, this is done. Showing a, a handbag perched on a pile of documents which allegedly reference a legal case about child pornography. What's wrong with these people? Smith, who identifies by the gender-neutral pronouns of they-them, took the stage which was lit up with pyrotechnics and flames donning a red latex devil-inspired costume and top hat with devil horns. That's what I saw, the top hat. Uh, meanwhile, Petrus was a, wore a matching outfit, writhing in a cage as dancers holding whips performing performed a creepy routine in front of fire. I guess that's where they want to go, right? So if we were to make a scene, we'd make a, a heavenly scene, but uh, they want the, they're telling you what they want. They want the fire. So next time someone asks, well, why does hell exist? Because you guys want it, right? While David Harris, a leading cardinal of the Church of Satan, expressed his nonchalance with their satanic-themed performance, the duet invited opprobrium from Republican Senator Ted Cruz, Congresswoman Marjorie Taylor Greene, and right-wing commentator Matt Walsh, who I actually listen to his stuff. Every once in a while, someone Moyne sends me his stuff. 
uh, and millions of others who watched in horror and slammed the collaboration for what looked like a tribute to Satan. Okay. What is the history of pop music and the occult? The imagery evoked at last week's Grammys is somewhat passe, seeing as Satanism has for years been associated with heavy rock and metal artists, many of whom were infamous for onstage rituals and occult practices. Okay. Godsmack's frontman Sully Erna was a follower of the Wicca faith and incorporated many of its symbols and ceremonies into the group singles Voodoo. Led Zeppelin's guitarist, Jimmy Page, was obsessed with Alistair Crowley. He's their Qutb, one of the most famous occultists, writers of our time. No, he is the guy. He's their guy. Adopting his catchphrases and esoteric imagery in album covers and performances. Matt Skiba, the lead singer for Chicago punk purist's uh, Alkaline Trio, often dabbled in dark arts in the dark arts and was a member of Anton LaVey's Church of Satan, which is reported to have inspired the group's gothic aesthetic. Ozzy Osbourne, Marilyn Manson, they all harness the negative energies of the Prince of Darkness. That is a theme, I guess. Heavy metal aside, in recent years, references to the devil and witchcraft have become more pervasive in pop culture. And music videos are far more redolent with satanic symbols. I think that when they're, the more out there are, this, we're closer to the end game, because they would they would hide their, their themselves if they felt that there was more time. I was thinking like my family reactions to this stuff. Yeah, what do they think There's of this? Like stuff? Unbiased, they're just like, what is that nonsense? Yeah, guys up here wearing latex. And yeah, people, it's just craziness. What? It's craziness. It's yeah. Nonsense. So if I'm doing that for us, this is yeah. It's just further pushing us further away from the yeah. You know, in a good way. They get, they get more explicit than than there's no even discussion on it. Beyonce's softcore shenanigans at concerts and Super Bowl performances are often steeped in occult imagery. And more recently, gay rapper Lil, Lil Nas X could be seen seducing the devil with a lap dance before running off with his horns and claiming his mantle in the single Montero. Dog shit, what is it? You know that guy Sam Smith? Yeah. This is viral. This is the outfit that he wore to one of the shows. What the hell stupidity is this? <laughs> what what the heck is this? <laughs> he's dressed like one of these um, minion uh, de- uh, uh, bad guys. You know, in the minion movies, the bad guys are dressed in these. I don't, I don't understand what the point of these fashion uh, shows are when they put these ridiculous outfits on. Like he could walk in that. He walks in that, right? <laughs> like the fashion out the outfits that are come on in these fashion stuff is like no one will ever ever wear it. He waddled up there. How's that guy even a star? He doesn't have the look of a star. All right, contrary to popular opinion, the majority of Satanists do not worship Satan or engage in human sacrifices and bizarre rituals. Rather, by the way, I do believe actually there is a group of people, probably high-end politicians and billionaires, who are all into this occult and do this stuff too. But the Church of Satan is just a church of hedonism, basically. The official Church of Satan, it's just for hedonism. A central pillar of their worldview is that the supernatural realm, including the afterlife, is non-existent, and that individual sovereignty represents the highest calling of man and the absolute pinnacle of freedom. Well, what, what makes anything absolute, right? If there's nothing outside the human being to, 
to, to put lines in the sand for us, what makes anything absolute? If anything, Satanism encourages the deification of the self. And what if myself wants to submit to something else, right? Uh, that's what I always said about um, democracy. Because in, in, in school, when I was young, it was democracy and communism. Because the communist countries haven't collapsed, hadn't collapsed yet. So I said, what if we all voted to become communists, <laughs> right? You vote to become a communist. Yeah, like, because the, they were saying, communism, right, it's the, it's the government controls all your money. Okay. And you have no control. But democracy, we all get to vote. So I thought, like, I'm like, I'm like in fifth grade. I'm thinking, what if we all voted, right, to become communists, right? Like when you take a picture in the mirror. And yeah. It's just like, yeah, back and forth, back and forth. Like a mirror behind you in the mirror. Yeah. Just forever. Mirrors. That's a paradox of liberalism, right? If, if, if everything is all about my choice, what if I choose to submit my ego, right? All right. If anything, Satanism encourages the deification of the self and perceives the free-floating individual as the ultimate embodiment of reverence. Listen, I'm not even going to argue with you. Let's look at the results. This is one of the examples. I'm not even going to argue. Let's look at the results of your life and the life uh, of, of your competition. Satan represents an external metaphorical projection of a man's highest potential, and it is the individual who is the center of the universe and master of destiny. So why are you appropriating our antagonist? He's our bad guy, right? This is cultural appropriation. That's our bad guy. Satan is our bad guy. So you're telling me that you're appropriating him. You don't really believe in him, but you're appropriating him as a metaphor and a symbol. All right, he is the center of the universe, master of destiny, dictates his own morals and values. Well, if you don't have God, what are his morals in the first place? There is no good and bad for you to say what's good and bad, right? He said they're all purely subjective constructions with no permanent and defining quality. Okay, then they're not morals then. Simply, those inducted into the club of Satanism transition from being atheists to I-theists. Um, Allah said it he said that they will go and they will take stones as gods and other gods besides Allah and then eventually what will they take their own whims as God look at what Allah says about what is the proof against these people Allah's proof against them or his refutation of them is have you not seen the one who takes his self as a God? That means looking at him by itself, that's the proof. That's the proof that it's wrong. It can't be right. Just the image is so... And, and that's what they're producing. Images that are more and more ridiculous as time goes on. Movements that are more and more absurd as time goes on. That all you have to do is look at it. And I'm telling you, the kids that come here and their, their parents bring them to the kid regularly. Okay, they don't realize it, but the nur is coming in their fitra, and you see the result of it when their fitra is intact, and they see nonsense like this, and they literally blow it off as the loony bin. Okay. While Smith and Petrus may not have the Church of Satan's stamp of approval, the Luciferian undertones of their recent Grammy performance was a revealing snapshot of a profane culture which has plunged liberal fundamentalists into the thick of a godless cult. When Unholy reached number one on the billboards, Hot 100 last October, 
It made Smith the first openly non-binary solo artist and Petra the fir- Petra's the first openly transgender solo... Oh, she's a guy that became a woman. Transgender solo artists to reach the top of the chart since its inception in 1991. Such a feat not only reinforced the mainstream recognition of sex positivity and transgenderism in Western liberal societies, but also shines a spotlight on the intimate relationship between musical trends and pop culture. We must never underestimate the profound impact, influence, and identity-shaping power of music. It is often the vernacular through which important cultural values are represented. There's no doubt about that. Vernacular meaning the common man's language. And this symbolizes the mood and habits predominating in a civilization at any one moment. Perhaps more than any other art form, it is music that functions as a mirror to the world of an agent for social change. See, intellectuals will read philosophy. Youth will just listen to music, right? That's how it works. Uh, It often reflects our acceptance, our accepted traditions, and possesses a unique ability to inspire and inform one's decisions. Despite its critics, the combination of transgenderism, Satanism, and atheism is capturing the imagination of millions of unsuspected souls and being consumed in copious amounts across platforms like TikTok and Spotify. Uh, That's true. Huh? That's true. Yep. Uh, and in the, back, in, the, in, in the old days, what did they do? They came with you to your countries with their armies. After their armies defeated your armies, they built schools and they conquered your minds. After that, they don't even do that. They just give you their songs and we just swallow it, put it in our ears, listen to their music, wear their clothes, dress, uh, eat their food, imitate them in every way. And we, you don't need armies. You become one of them. That's, that's exactly what TikTok is. Like you yeah. imitate what other people are doing. That's all it is. With the music in the background. Yeah. If you compare the TikTok of videos in the, in the U.S. compared to like China, all the videos here is like degenerate, you know, just like filth. Yeah. In China, they're showing them like construction and hard work, you know. Ben- so things that benefit them. These kids are learning actual, you know. Yeah. Let's just see in 20 years where, where this, this stuff goes. These values are psychologically resonating in societies which have supplanted God for unfettered desire and provide a fascinating, albeit dark, insight into the psyche of pop culture, which is a summation of our beliefs, con- conventions, proclivities, and customs. Smith, who has already made a point about turning his back on religion and denouncing the Bible in a previous single, is a household name for a reason. I mean, not, not in our household. Uh, he epitomizes who we are and what we stand for. His artistry is not value neutral. Rather, he's playing an instrumental role in the dissemination of a culture which deems any consensual sexual activity as healthy and pleasurable. Well, the music industry is dominated by these people. If you bring that message, you're going to be elevated up. Bring any other message, you won't be. Unholy is intrinsically attached to contemporary culture and has an inclusive function in Western society because it unites secular liberal fabric around norms of acceptable behavior. In this sense, music is not any ordinary art. When we are blissfully plugged in and carefully curating our playlists, it may just be the most popular language we speak. What playlist? This is a Muslim newspaper, right? Muslim doesn't set up a Spotify playlist with this stuff. Right? If someone listens to classical music, I'll just give that a pass, right? Because there's like nothing there. They have the instrument discussion. But any pop music that you're in, you're listening to a message. You're taking a message, right? Uh, I'm not saying even saying classical music is mubah. But like if, if someone was going to say, okay, I'm weak, and they listen to that stuff, then 
this stuff is satanic. That stuff, maybe you could pass neutrality for it. It's an art form and that's it. But this stuff does clearly have a message. There's no doubt about it. And there's never a time where the instrumentation enters the ear except the Qur'an leaves the heart. That's just how it is. And the proof of that, again, is not, not going to have an artic- uh, uh, argument and a debate. Let's look at the fruits. Show me one hafidh of Qur'an who listens. One hafidh Qur'an. Not hafidh when I was eight years old in Egypt, I finished my hifz and I haven't reviewed it since. No, constant hifz. Leads tarawih every year. That type of hafidh. Teaches the kids Qur'an, right? They can't. They put the instrumentation on and they, it hurts them. Because they know the Qur'an is leaving their heart. That's just how it is. But, again, we are a live stream uh, that is made for the common Muslim, and I understand common Muslims will listen to things, but don't listen to this at least. right? If you go to something that's more of what is basically like, um, I'm not going to say classical music, but that type of... Um, Something that is not this. That what can I tell you? Not pop music with these pop artists who are half naked, gyrating. I mean, I couldn't believe I went. Uh, Subhanallah. I can't believe it's reached. I don't even want to tell you. I was teaching Maliki Fit class last year, right? Yesterday, and I was teaching them Tawarruk. I can't describe it on Zoom, so I needed a picture. So I shared the screen and I wrote Tawarruk. What do I get? Arab twerking. Oh. That was the first thing. Because it's because t- Yeah. Oh, <laughs> Can you believe this? I had to put fi as salah, right? You can't, you can't go on, the, you can't Google image anything. You can't Google image anything. You can't anything, Google man. image anything. By the way, what was the website that you found that, what was yeah, the, it's an app that, but you have to have Firefox, right? Yeah. If you get Firefox as a browser, you can actually get a setting that says that has no pictures at all. Blocks all images. Blocks all images. You can't watch any videos though. Yeah, there's no videos, no images, just reading. Yeah. But let's say you want to read and I'm distracted by a million things, you go to Firefox. Yeah. I'm surprised they're even in business anymore. Mozilla Firefox. Yeah. yeah. Nice. So that's a good thing that if you if you need to study and shut out all the images. And on Android you could block YouTube sometimes. Android um, how? Through through Android yeah, or through YouTube? Oh, it's an Android app that blocks the thumbnails. So you could actually not get clickbaited by colorful images or, or good uh, thumbnails when the video stinks. Um, so it's important to interpret the duo's performance at the Grammys as a vehicle for, for cultural transmission and a bridge into the hearts and minds okay, of those who laud personal autonomy as the ultimate arbiter for human decisions. You know what's funny about these people when they ever say, I made my own choice, really? Why did you make the same choice as 90% of the other, you know, pop culture liberals, right? Oh, I want to make my own choice. Okay, what is your own choice? It's this, that, and the other. I'm going to be trans and non-binary. Oh, that's really your own choice? So it happens to be exactly what YouTube is putting up and exactly what the Grammys are putting up. Like technology and fashion, music functions not only as a creative freedom, but also as a time capsule. Smith's foray into Satanism is indicative of the times and will help to eternalize aspects of Western tradition that might otherwise be forgotten, reminding present and future generations of shared values, history, culture, blah, blah, blah. In light of the latest tribute to Satanism in the music industry, Muslim parents in particular must recognize 
that their children are now in the throes of a pathological sexual revolution. Uh, I think this sexual revolution happened in the past. This is a sexual fall off the cliff. And that the cultural trends emerging across the Anglosphere represent more than just moral disintegration. Rather, these trends are a declaration of war against the fitra. Yes, the Orientalists, the philosophers were a war against your mind. This stuff is just a war against your fitra. Okay. Which is why Christians are as opposed to it as anyone else. And the Catholics, to be honest with you, they're, they're, more, they're less outspoken, it seems to be. And I think their, their Pope honestly sold them out. Their Pope is extremely weak. They need to put a stronger Pope in there, right? This Pope is weak. He tr- he's, he's a nice guy who's trying, who thinks he can appeal to liberals and maybe maneuver. You can't. You cannot, right? Uh, he just keeps softening and softening. The evangelicals, as wacky as they are, they're the ones fighting back. But they're too wacky. You never want to be branded with them. Like, would you ever want to be branded with Ted Cruz? No, he's a a complete failure, if you ask me. Okay. You you want, huh? He's the governor guy? He's the guy who... He ran for president. He ran for president and got smoked by Trump and then turned around and started doing calls for Trump. Hi, I'm Ted Cruz. Vote for Trump today. What a loser. Complete loser. Right. Um, a concerted effort is underway to deconstruct organized religion and appropriate time-honored religious values to align them with a progressive woke rights agenda. Much like the New Left and the cultural force and cultural forces in the 1960s, which lauded abortion, decoupled sex from marriage and reproduction. Smith and Petrus are just the latest ambassadors of an ideology which, which threatens to redefine the gender paradigm destabilize the nuclear family, dismantle the bedrock of God-given natural life forms. Well, let me ask you a question. How many years of human history have there been? Many thousands, right? It's not fathomable that human beings, that this is the first time that they have worshipped their egos. It's not fathomable. In 5,000 years of human history, it would have happened before, right? It would have happened that people said, hey, let's just party. No rules at all. Okay? No rules. Just do what everyone does, whatever they want. And anyone who brings any rules, right, we shut them out of society. Anyone who calls for a higher authority, we shut them out of society. Surely this happened before, right? Well, where are their cities and their civilizations? Right? Well, they obviously were, they, they went extinct for a reason. We, we don't have cities and civilizations for these people. Because clearly they went extinct. It's, they tried, this has been tried before. This is not new. It happened before, but history has no record of them. Yet who actually, what civilizations do we have? When you look at all those civilizations, how did they live? Basic, men, men, women have to have some kind of agreement. We call that marriage. And that the reason that they have to have marriage is because you produce other humans in this, right? When you produce other humans, society's got to know who's taking care of these babies running around. These babies dying left and right. Who's taking care of them? Well, let's come up with a logical conclusion. How about the woman whose stomach she came out of and the guy who she's married to? Well, how do I know which guy is going to take care of? A woman can't take care of babies by herself, right? If she's nursing a baby and waking up all night, well, who's going to get the food and protecting the hut, right? So there's got to be a guy. Well, which guy? Which guy? If she's sleeping around, which guy? So wait a second, you can't sleep around. We won't know which guy. So you got to... Name your guy. 
That's what we call ishar, naming your marriage, right? You have to name your guy. This is the, my husband. So whatever comes out of her womb, that husband's taking care of it. That's essentially the rational basis behind the existence of marriage and publicizing marriage. It all has to do with the baby that could die as a result of this. Whenever you have a relationship where there, where there is nothing at risk, you don't have to have a name or a contract. What's an example? Friendship. There's no risk. As soon as friendship, we go into business, oh, now there's money. Now there's product. Now there's customers. Who's going to be responsible for this? All right, now we're not friends anymore. We're business partners, and here's the deal, right? So friendship is an example of a relationship. There's nothing to lose here, right? There's nothing to gain and, and uh, to, to be gained or lost. So we don't need names for it. We don't need contracts for it. But once uh, you can actually produce a child, that changes the situation, which is why gay marriage is essentially useless. There's no point. You're not producing anything, right? There's no production here. So you could love each other as much as you want. You don't need to be bound by a contract. Marriage needs to bind people because people, children can end up dying. That's a basic uh, rational basis for why marriage exists. Forming a conception of personhood based on subjective self-identification is the modern Western civilization's rebellion against Allah. It begs a serious question, how long before the optional human follows optional gender? That's exactly what I said before. I mean, it's not that I said it like some kind of great discovery. Common sense. If we keep taking, if we keep questioning everything, and gender is questioned, well, why not species? Why can't, why can't my species be? And, and, and by the way, nobody's buying age identification. Like a, a, an 80-year-old cannot walk in here and say, I'm 25. Can I hang out with Safina Saidi podcast, right? <laughs> with nothing but facts? I'm only 25. Like, it'll never fly. Like, why would it only fly with that? With, it will never fly with age. Where age is far more fly. Like, I don't know how old you are. I can give you a, a ballpark range that you're between 18 and 22, right? I don't know. Abu Bilal. I don't know what his age, but I can give you the bracket, right? He's not going to be... He's not past 68. He's not 45. He's not 45. He's not 70. We know that for sure, yeah. right? So age is far more fluid than gender. As we charge headlong into this new age, this new abyss... The God-conscious remain the final bastion of morality and spiritual bulwark against the unholy trinity of individualism, moral relativism, and gender fluidity, which is detaching humanity from its moral anchors. It's not just even that, it's totally, it's, um, uh, it's, it's also, it's going to be, you're going to add gender, um, uh, whatever he said, you're going to add that to, uh, you gotta, eventually it's going to be human. Right, um, people may identify as non-humans. You know that. Good, good. Bring it in. Bring it in because it's so ridiculous. Right, it gets more and more ridiculous every time. And San Francisco is just a city that just smells now, right now. And that's their that's their that's their bastion, because if you never say no to desires ever. Yeah, you're not going to say no to your bad to, to 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 bad desires, right? Like, for example, if you have no discipline in what pleases you, you will also have no discipline in removing what harms you, right? 
it goes both ways. So they have no discipline with their desires. They also have no way to discipline the homeless. And the homeless are going on urinating and defecating everywhere in these cities and making tent cities where they don't belong, right? So because they have no discipline with their self, they have no discipline with others. It, it's, you can't have it two ways. You can't indulge yourself and discipline others, right? You either discipline yourself and then you have the right to discipline others and the ability, or you indulge yourself and indulge others. So p people who indulge themselves, they're not good parents. They, they won't know how to discipline their kids. If you indulge yourself, okay? You won't be able to, in, to discipline your kids. All right, so what's going on with CNN? Uh, Sanat Nur Haq has written about Muslim representation within mainstream media. And she wrote an article on Andrew Tate's Muslim fan base. So they found a Muslim woman, I guess, to, to write this article uh, that is shedding, putting Muslims in a bad light. Now, here's my problem with this. It's one thing that you are happy with the gender Allah created you and you don't want it disrespected. It's another thing that you disrespect another gender. That's what I don't get. Like from, from either side. And feminism is obviously stronger than this Muslim red pill thing. But the red pill thing also does have an impact on sisters. Proof being is that they message me all the time. I get messages, please, can you talk about this? Please, the uh, Zeb, what's happening? Salaam rahmatullah. Um, uh, so what I don't I, what I don't understand is any antagonism towards the opposite gender. Don't you need the opposite gender, right? Don't you love the opposite gender? So when people say, "Hey, you want to turn the heat on?" I think Abu Bilal turn the heat off. Zeb, you can turn that that nests thingy. Just turn it to like sixty eight or something. Huh? Oh yeah. yeah. Well, that's why I'm not doing it. <laughs> so that's what I don't understand. Like, I, I actually totally believe that um, if you want your gender to succeed, be better towards the other gender. Like, if you want your gender to be loved and to be successful and to be respected, be good towards the, uh, the opposite gender that, that you have business being good towards, right? But let's see uh, what this article is all about. The article, if we should generously refer to it in those terms, aims to demonstrate the impact that Andrew Tate's conversion to uh, Islam has had, asserting that Tate's adoption of the Islamic faith has provided him the opportunity to indoctrinate Muslim men and boys with sexist rhetoric while promoting a distorted version of Islam to justify his self-proclaimed misogyny and obsession with male dominance. Uh, the case is supported... I, I would have to disagree with that because I don't see... Did you turn heat on or air condition on? Heat, 68? Yeah. Okay. It came out cold for some reason. <laughs> Did you hear it? Feel? Oh, now it's coming. Okay, good. Well, first of all, I don't think Tate ever spoke as an Islamic you know, preacher or whatever. But um, this is what I don't understand about this stuff is the idea of... Um, uh, the idea of somebody... You want to support your people... It doesn't necessarily require you to take down other people. You want to support men. Like, I see men in every commercial, men, the guy has to be an idiot. And I always point it out to people. In every commercial, the guy has to be an idiot. And the woman has to be smart. She's the smart, witty one who gets it. He's the dumb husband, right? Isn't that how it always is? Or submissive, like he's like kissing her feet. 
Yeah, something like that. So I don't need the woman to not be smart. Be as smart as you want. I would rather be with a smart woman than a not smart woman, right? Your life is easier when you're with a smart woman. But I do take up, have a problem with Muslim youth see, seeing constant, nonstop images of guys being dumb, right? Or being stupid. A pro tip? Yeah. Mute commercials. Oh, yeah, mutant commercials completely. Yeah, just mute them completely. Peace. Yeah, especially the medical commercials and the pharmaceutical commercials because it gets sickness in your head. It's unsolicited. Yeah. It's abuse. Yeah. There was was an incident like a few months ago. Yeah. Listen, uh, firstly, why are you having a mixed-gendered bingo game in the first place at the MSA, right? To say it's a marriage event. Yeah. At least to say it's a marriage event. Call it a marriage event. You can't even, not even eligible for marriage. Anyway, trivia, whatever it is. But my thing is this. Uh, You don't have to put down the other gender to elevate your own. And when you're putting down your other, don't think of the other gender as some people that are on Twitter who are annoying, right? Or some writers that you think are destructive when you talk about the other gender you got to think about the people in your home that's the mentality you have to have think of the other people in your home that are special to you that's the right mentality to have okay the case is supported at the pieces uh head by the anecdotal experience of an anonymous interviewee who holds tate's online rhetoric responsible for unfavorable attitudes adopted by her ex-fiancé and siblings. Now listen to this so far. All of it is about the unfavorable attitudes towards women. There is no complaint yet on favorable attitudes towards men. In other words, his idea of elevating men. and So I don't think any reasonable person will be against this, even women. They will not be against the idea of, hey, Allah made me a man. We have our own structure of, of what makes us a man. Our own things that makes us a man, and we're promoting that. We're all about that, and we're, it's what makes us happy. This is what we want to do in life. I don't think anybody will be against that. What they're against is having to take down the opposite side. Okay. And the opposite side could be taken down if they make a claim, a value, a, a judgment, or a claim that is wrong as a claim, like rationally it can be disputed. Right. Okay. Like when some people say, are you against women? No, I'm not against women. I'm against points. That's things that you say or don't say. That's what you'd be against. It doesn't matter if it's a woman or if it's a man. If you say something wrong, it does not matter if you are black, white, Puerto Rican, Arab, Ahlul Bayt, Faqih, woman, male, Maliki or Shafi. If you say something wrong, it's wrong, right? We're, we're not, we're not, your identity is not going to what makes it right or wrong. The case is supported at the piece's head by anecdotal experience of an anonymous interviewee. Anonymous interviewee, so we don't know if it's true or not because it's anonymous interviewee who says that my experiences were this, that, and the other. But, okay, maybe it's true. Whether this is true or not uh, ought to be considered, right? That for anyone to make anyone's conversion to Islam to make another Muslim very, very angry is a very odd response. You must not understand Islam. If anything can fix this guy, it's Islam. Because we have clarity on these issues. We have the same thing that the same prophet who's told us how to be a man, 
is the same guy, is uh, the same prophet who's telling us to be, is the same source who's telling us how to treat your mother, how to treat your wife, how to treat your daughter, how to treat your neighbor. And you have no business with other women, too. So when we deal with women, Islam actually shrinks it real quick. I have no business with any other woman. I have business with my mom, my wife, my daughter. Do I have business with my neighbor? Not really. Like if they wave, I wave. That's it. I don't have business chit-chatting like uh, desperate housewives where the, the neighbor's guy and a, and a husband and a wife, they're neighbors, married, and they go chill and have coffee together. That will never happen, right? Never happened with, uh, with my wife and the, the neighboring guy or me and the neighboring woman. So women, for me, it's a, it's a small group that can very easily analyze my position towards them. There are board members who are women. I have responsibility towards them. They have responsibility towards me in the masjid. There are students who are women. There is a clear line. We are here to exchange knowledge in a group setting. There's nothing personal here. This is very important, right? You're welcome to be part of Safina Saidi group for suhba, but there's nothing between the guys and the girls here. If you want that, you officially discuss that in marriage, right? So I think Islam makes life a lot easier than many people are imagining. When you say women, plural, it's, I, I could count the number of women that, I have, that I'm bound or even allowed to deal with, right? And each one has a clear position and clear rights and responsibilities towards them. One I'm, I'm allowed to get attached to, one I'm not, right? One I'm supposed to be attached to, one I'm not. One I'm supposed to touch, one I'm not, right? It's very easy for me. <clears throat> the article, though, proceeds to lay out a conceptual framework where these alleged sexist and misogynistic views are adopted and promulgated by a hereto fictitious online subcult comically dubbed the Akrite Bros. The strand of Muslim male influencers is so haphazardly imagined that it, it manages to place in, in this concocted fraternity not only Muhammad Hijab, who as this article will go on to demonstrate has disavowed the red pill community in explicit terms, but also Myron Gaines, never heard of him, who does not explicitly describe himself as a Muslim. Okay? Senat relies on her flawed analysis on Harvard PhD candidate Javad Ashmi. There he goes again. No. Right? There he goes. Right? And this is who she relies upon. In May 2021, responding to a video in which Hashmi appeared with internet personality Mufti Abu Layth. Okay. Oh, they appeared together. Laith and Hashmi. Well, I think they're both. Hashmi and Laith, right? Well, one's with Prevent, one's with CVE. Prevent is in England, CVE is in America. Okay. Uh, Hijab remarked that Hashmi's allegorization of Quranic passages was tantamount to disbelief. Since then, he became what m might mildly be described as obsessive with streams of tweets, uh, stream streams of tweets in which he has referred to Hijab amongst other things, as anti-Shia sectarian bigot. I'm anti-Shia. They're anti-Sunni. Like, what's the problem here? Catholics are anti-Protestant. Protestants are anti-Catholic. Vegans are anti-meat eaters. Meat eaters are anti-vegan. What is the problem here? Right? Obviously. Americans are anti-Russia. Russians are anti-Americans. So, anti is not a bad word. Uh, despite Hijab participating in multiple debates with members of the Shia community. So Hijab is debating them, right? Uh, so he's not trying to totally 
He's, he is interacting with them. He's just against their ideology. So I'm against their ideology too. Everyone's against some ideology. It should be noted that Hashmi's perennialism... Bro, this article... How timely is this article? His perennialism, which he has admitted is a non-normative within mainstream Islam, renders this spiteful appellative somewhat superfluous. By the way, uh, he took it back. Ryan, you were there. He did say that my thesis may be a possible reading that prophets, that, that Christians and Jews may have to affirm the prophet in some way, shape, and form. Right? He said that, right? In the debate. He said may. Well, now he said must. Yesterday, he said must. They must affirm the prophet. So what? In some way. In some way. In some capacity. That's the phrase. In some capacity. So he, we went from may to must. And by the way, the thesis statement, and I have it in my email, was that Muslims, okay, uh, that belief in the Prophet after hearing from him, about him, is not necessary for salvation. All right. Sana appears to have taken for granted Hashemi's uh, background and knowledge. His fanatical sensationalism has convinced him that hijab has acquired Pope-like status. Uh, in granting credence to the idea that there actually exists a concerted online brotherhood called the Akrite Bros. I think you know what Akrite Bros, what they mean is any guy who's actually proud to be a male and he's not ashamed to say this is what being a man is and he doesn't back down when something of his beliefs are, are questioned, right? We don't back down and just try to reconcile and be conciliatory. Okay. Where I'm going to separate myself from these guys is, is that Whenever we talk about women, the first thing that I'm talking about when it's women is the women that I deal with in my life. So I'm going to take that approach, right? And that's the people I'm going to cater to because that's practical. That's what actually has practical application in life. So when you're talking on the internet and someone listens to this and they're going to think of practically applying it. So when, you, when, when some of these critics may say women and they're going off on a feminist that they're writing that they're writing about they don't like what she's saying and they're saying women a listener may say my sister's a woman my sister must be that demon too my 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 wife must be influenced by that demonic philosophy too right so that's my advice it's practical it's something that when you talk about men don't think about anyone other than the men in your life think about them when you talk about women think about the women in your life that this is it's practical it's more fair. It's a better representation. I don't, I don't know what other women think. I do know what my mom thinks. I know what my sister thinks. I know what my, my, my wife thinks, right? I know what my daughter thinks. That's a better representation to me. Now, as for ideas, ideas are weighed by the book and the sunnah. It does not matter whether the idea is coming from a male, female, white or black, Arab or Muslim, or, uh, Arab or non-Arab, Muslim or not Muslim. Okay, the idea is weighed by the book and the sunnah and reason and custom and observable evidence and other things. All right, so CNN, it's laughable, he says, that CNN has allowed the incoherent and cringeworthy pun work of an infatuated and self-obsessed troll to be deployed within their article as if it were an objective description of the online space. I agree with him, but it's sort of funny because... Um, He's not also being a very objective either, right? The author's not being very objective when he calls it infatuated, self-obsessed troll, okay? 
cringeworthy pun work, right? But uh, I get what he's saying. Such lazy reporting smites the entire news organization. Does anyone ever imagine that CNN is just straight up news? They have a slant, obviously. Hashmi's review is accepted and published at face value without consideration of the fact that he is not a disinterested party. The accompanying blunders evident... This is, by the way, all coincidence. I didn't mean to bring up Hashmi again. I'm pretty much done with that subject anyway. The other subject is done with. So it took up one week. This is the one week mark. And usually a subject lasts two, three days. Maximum one week. Unless something new comes out. But yesterday he did say that Jews and Christians must affirm the prophet in some capacity, which that eliminates 99.99999% of Christians and Jews. They do not recognize the prophet in any capacity. Right? The accompanying blunders, evidence in truth that his bias, biases in this regard fatally affected his judgment and as a consequence irreparably wounded the reputability of the peace. Part of the faulty framework adopted positions red pill ideological stances being uh, consonant with traditional understandings of Islam, a view which is unsurprisingly lethargic, lazy. The truth is that the worldviews are fundamentally distinct. Islam is based in a holistic and comprehensive system of ethics and morals, which incorporates within a, the, that heuristic a rubric for family organization that is cooperative, complementary, oriented towards a singular creator and divine, that, thank you. That's what it is. Red pill, on the other hand, is indulgent, hedonistic, and more importantly, godless. So that's a good summary, he says here. Uh, gender for us is organized in the family unit that is cooperative, complementary, oriented towards uh, the singular creator and the divine. Okay? And everyone has a position with the divine. And there is really, truly no... Uh, front and back with the divine because Allah checks your heart. Yes, he may say your body is the leader and your body is the follower. Man, you are leading the prayer. Woman, you are following in the prayer. That's your body. But your heart, the woman, may be superior to you with Allah. We're all oriented to Allah. Only when you're a materialist you have to deal with this problem. But we're not materialists. Sheikh Amin and Muqasid, mm -hmm. said something like, so profound. Like, you know, Sheikh Amin's in this stage in his life where he's just being yeah. You know, like he was saying that everybody's so obsessed with forms, mm -hmm. they neglect realities. Yeah, they're subhanAllah. The form of things. That's a beautiful way. Everyone's obsessed with forms and re rejecting realities. Like what's red pill? Like what yeah. all these, these are all just like forms. Just names. Like, yeah. Names are given to, to things that they see in, to out there. People, yeah. I think, I think to separate people. And darknesses are always separating. Yeah. Darknesses are splitting. Red pill will then split. Yeah. Right? Um, you have. You have an orientation towards Allah. The man has not been made imam for himself. He's made, made imam by Allah. And he's imam in some things and not imam in other things. Okay, M Most men in their homes, it's a 50-50 operation. Right? She's invest more time in the home than him. Right? And in some, you see, Rabbatul uh, Manzil, that women dominate in the home more because they're there though they're doing more right anyway if Sanat wished to interrogate the views of hijab on the red pill movement she may have approached him for comment this did not happen had she googled perhaps she would have found videos in which the platitudes of Kevin Samuel uh, Samuels are referred to as nonsense that Muslims should never subscribe to had she bore the pains to watch what YouTube conveniently referred to as a short 
entitled Why Red Pill Muslims Are an Abomination, she would have found the following comments. Those associated with red pill are a shame on the Muslim community and are an embarrassment to themselves. They have no problem attacking Muslim feminists on the basis that they oppose the Quran and the Sunnah on so many of the injunctions they have and attitudes they may have. But red pill undoubtedly does the same thing in the commodification and the objectification of women in telling in the telling of men to have intercourse as much as possible, pick up artist tricks, moral decadence, all these things that go completely against the Quran and Sunnah. Uh, and you want to associate with this movement, why not just associate with yourself with the Prophet ﷺ? It remains shocking that such explicitly titled videos and such unambiguous statements are completely disregarded in favor of simplified fabling, fabling. The sad truth is that Sana has unfortunately fallen into the same error which leads to an incorrect appreciation of Muslim positions with, within political, social, and economic debates. With the battleground in the middle, in the minds of many, drawn with progressive feminists on one side and misogynistic red pill antagonists on the other, Muslims are increasingly being asked to pick a side. These are two poisons. And uh, one of them is, is far more um, accepted by the liberal me- and pu- pushed not far more one's pushed by the liberal media one's in some kind of internet sewer world that you would have to go to uh, to get uh, to be critical of liberal feminism immediately places them in the latter camp yeah well uh, I'm critical of both I'm critical of liberal feminism and of I mean any Muslim it's look at the points point by point and then you could say does this match up with our religion yes or no that's how simple it is Islam and truth rest with neither. To be in opposition to so-called Western values does not mean being in favor of a version of Islam that is rife with misogyny, as Hashemi's ill advice misconstrues. To be in opposition to feminism does not mean you have taken the proverbial red pill. There's a sister out there. She's a Muslim, like a believer's hub. Apparently, Muslim guys are going after her. Which I don't understand because she's a critic of progressive feminism. She's a big critic of progressive feminism, yet still some fools from the Muslim community are just wasting her time, dragging her down. And I see like she posts like comments that make that people make, right? I, I can't, like this is on your side. This is someone on your side, and you're still attacking. The conservative body of Muslim opinions does not rest comfortably and uniformly on either side of the, this political spectrum. Should the mainstream media wish to engage intelligently with Muslim thought production and indeed to appreciate the rich and nuanced contributions that Muslim Dawah car- carriers have to make, they should resist the temptation to resist, reduce everything to low-resolution, grand conflicts between right and left and learn to appreciate the conservative Muslim voice for its novelty. Mujahid Wright is a political politics and international relations student with a keen interest in Islamic history and Muslim Current Affairs, and he first published it on the Critical Content News blog site. Okay, Critical Content News, which is CCN. La, who, who, who's on this team? It looks like some Muslims that came up with CCN. Neat label here, too. Neat little logo. It's basically the opposite of their positioning themselves as the opposite of CNN. Who has anything to say about this? Hmm? 
Let's go to the comments. Yeah, so there is like a big, a big beef handing out. A beef? Where? Yeah. Like, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, uh, two sides of this. But like, that's the whole trick. It's like... To separate. This media thing. All right, if you get, you know, uh, if it grinds your gears, then just back away from it. No one forced you to have social media. Yeah. Nobody is saying that when you're in your grave, you're going to be asked, who's your Lord? Who's your prophet? What was your dean? And what do you believe about Andrew Tate? Mm-hmm. It's not like, that's not the fourth question in the grave. Yeah. It's not like that. Yeah. You don't have to have a position. And if you have a position, you don't have to vocalize it. It's not essential. I agree. It doesn't, it doesn't matter. Somebody might have broke their marriage based on this because of how strongly they feel about it. People <laughs> playing Kofar based on this. Absurd, man. Literally, no. they're playing Kofar. Yeah. Just turn off the phone. Yeah. Choose, everyone, wants, everyone wants to have like a voice nowadays. Yeah. Instead of just observing and you know, thinking, everyone wants to give their input and even if their input is not really you know, formulated in the property. Oh. So, so what are the two sides of this beef? I, I, maybe beef is like... A or a debate, let's say. Debate. Like we have, we have Islam. That's it. Exactly. Done with. I don't need any of this nonsense, right? No double standards. If you're gonna yeah. red pill, condemn the other side as well. Yeah. We're not gonna have like one side and the other side. It's gonna be in the middle. We're gonna take point by point whatever society is bringing us as a suggestion of how to live life. We don't need your suggestion. You don't know how to live life. We know how to live life, right? We know how to live life. You don't know how to live life. Give us the point that you're trying to make, and we will assess it based on our own standards. And that person, we will say you are right or wrong based on the content, right? That's it. This was people put themselves in a box, like I am red pill, so I'm going to stand for this instead of just being neutral and taking okay. Yeah. This side has a good point, this side has a good point. You know, with all the Andrew Tate stuff, I mean, I'm personally, I think we all should be against like cult followings. I think that's definitely like it. If you're Sheikh Devious, you're not going to be good with him, right? Of course. Yeah. So I think you need to be critical of certain things and then be, you know, take the good and leave the bad. So you be neutral. Right? Yeah. This, it's literally all we need. We don't need any of this other stuff. Yeah. Learning Adab. Um, he's saying we should comment with Adab, of course. Unknown says traditionally men provided and women were more on the obedient side. That's how it is with my traditional family. Well, I look at it like this. Men have to do what is dangerous and difficult. Or dangerous and risky and burdensome and women tend to do what is requires care and compassion right that's the general breakdown of human life generally are we on instagram live too no not today so Anna Lodi is saying she's like wow instagram is much less drama in the comment section <laughs> Yeah, because for, we're not on Instagram these days. We're going to get back on Instagram, but... Um, all I know is that men are given more authority in Islam than women in the managing of the house, but he has to be merciful. It's not authority. It's responsibility. Who is Allah going to ask? On the Day of Judgment, if this house is going sour, who is Allah going to ask? But it's not just men, also women, because the Qur'an does say, كُلُّكُمْ رَاعٍ 
all of you are shepherds. So if a man goes out to earn, he is responsible for bringing in the halal. Well, if his kids are at home at that time, who's responsible? The woman. She will be asked by Allah, what did you do? Did you educate them? Did you let them go and destroy themselves? Did you let them poison themselves? So everyone is asked. Everyone's going to be asked. Layla. Um... Layla H, you signed up. Go to your spam. The message always goes to everyone's spam. It's terrible. It's Uh, terrible. We got to put it somewhere there that check your spam because the message will come to your spam where you can get all the links that you need. That's a problem. Yeah, we got to put it in the in on the website, in the thank you page, right? Confirmation page. Everywhere we have to put it everywhere. Uh, Safat says everyone criticized the manosphere is called a feminist not, not at all not everyone who criticized the manosphere is a feminist not everyone who criticized feminism is from the manosphere no just be we are Muslims that's it all this stuff is changing all the time so you got feminists have many waves the red pill is going to have many renditions right uh, the red pill is not something new it came out it was early 2000s and it was started by an Iranian an Iranian guy who since then quit it and I think became a practicing Christian. An Iranian Shia is the one who started this whole red pill thing. He was the first one and his name was like Vus or Rus or something like that. Right? That was his nickname. And he was really popular. And he was all about this hedonistic stuff. Like women come in and they treat them like junk and they like to be treated like trash and just, uh, you know, whatever. Well, years later, he realized, like, my heart is dead. I'm, I'm a terrible human being. And his way of rehabbing was to become a Christian. So he's now a practicing Christian, like married, holistic, doesn't go look at women, and he's living that type of life. But he's the one who started it. So it's always renditions. All these, all these things are all different renditions. They're always going to change. So you don't put your, pin yourself with them, nor even measure yourself by them, because they're always changing. Um, recently someone says some th- sad things happen in my life but I don't feel sad about them is this zuhud is this contentment or has my heart hardened how can I tell the difference you can tell the difference by comparing yourself regarding related to the Quran is your heart hard to the Quran too is your heart hard towards sadaqah is your heart hard towards salah on the messenger sallallahu alayhi wasallam? Right? Is your heart hard towards those things? Then, when bad things happen and you have no reaction, it's probably a deadness of the heart. But it's your heart is soft towards the remembrance of Allah and doing good deeds towards people, then it's probably rida and acceptance and Allah making it easy for you. Allah can make the hardship easy. Maliki Click has given us advice on social media. Block quickly and move on. Okay, block. Yeah, I agree with that. Like, I, when I go home, I lock the door, right? I don't take calls that I don't want to take. I don't take text messages. I don't answer texts that I don't want to take. Why is social media any different? 
haircut. How do we answer when someone says that time is the movement of objects and if you say the universe did not move, it was timeless based on that definition? Time is a relationship between two physical things. The universe does move. It's always in movement. The world, the universe in, the, in Islam is, in Islamic theology, is anything besides Allah. Okay? And it is in constant movement. It's in constant movement. The universe. Yeah, because a physical the universe is a physical thing, everything besides Allah. It's in constant movement. Yeah. What does it mean? This uh, ayah means that we may make a dua for something that we imagine is good, but Allah knows this for us is bad. Okay. So it's saying that afterwards if your dua was not answered you should know because it was bad for you not during it during you don't know when you're making a dua you don't know so you're going to make your best judgment that this is good for me okay and then you make your prayer you supplicate you go for it after the fact when time passes and you realize oh it never happened you say okay it was good for me okay or that thing was bad for me so that it not didn't happen is good for me Waqar Hussein says, the debate was majority of youth listen to Andrew Tate. Most of us don't. The issue is, don't, don't, don't listen to somebody talking about how to live until they've been cooked as a Muslim. That's it. Don't. Yeah. Most of us don't. The issue is, we don't need to give a verdict on him in his current state. Yeah, you, can, you can give a verdict on anything that anyone says in public. As for the person, if he's true to Islam... Let him go in jail and, and cook and marinate and let all that nonsense come out of his head that's in his head if he's true to Islam, right? If I listen to anybody, probably I'm going to say, hey, some of the things I say I appreciate, some things I don't. I've listened to some things of his, some I appreciate, some I don't. I think that's the case with everybody, right? I'm telling you, all this stuff is relative and changing. Islam is not changing. That's what I love about it. That's what makes me comfortable with it. Tate is going to change. He's going to change. Everyone changing. Feminists can change. Everybody can change. So I'm not going to sit there keeping up with you. I'm just going to go on Islam. Right? If you align, you align. You don't, you don't. And if something is something about morals, spirituality, or how to live life, we don't listen to, or any analysis of the religion, we don't listen to anyone except the practicing Muslim academics out there who are not Muslim there must be a movement to rise up to tell them to stop right you don't have any right to be talking about our book but we're weak that's the problem the only reason they're doing this is because we're weak okay no one will go out there and say hey listen the Torah actually says don't go to Israel and don't establish Israel the Torah says that God will establish Israel God will send a Messiah that's actually true right go and go and push pedal that at Harvard pedal that at some university as a Palestinian, as a Pakistani, as a Muslim, as a Christian, you will get so smacked down by the Jewish community, you won't even know what happened to you. The Israel lobby will smack you down so fast 
Okay, you won't even know what happened. But no, for Islam, come on, I'm a I'm a German, I'm a Dutch, I'm a guy, I'm an expert in the Quran, I'm an expert in Hadith. Let me just tell you about your own religion, and makes ninety comments and remarks. Where is the community that shut you down? So the only reason you have any ability to do this is until that community rises, and I will do my best to make it rise, to shut you down. Find another job quick. Go translate for the UN or something like that. All right. So, question, is it praiseworthy for a wife to give up her rights, i.e. not demanding them for the sake of not fighting and arguing? And how obedient should the wife be if she wants to please Allah? Well, there's a couple things. First of all, marriage is a relationship, is, a, is an agreement. It's a contract based upon mukarama. Mukarama is that you want to give and you're not interested in taking. Now, this only works if it's both sides. That's the thing. It only works if both sides are approaching it from this way. They want to give the rights and they're not going to take rights. How could you have a, 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 a normal relationship, an intimate relationship, if you're sitting down taking each other to account? Where's my rights? Right? It's not comfortable. So this is known. So it's marriage is a contract based upon mebni ala mukarama. It's a, as opposed to business, aqdun mebni ala mushaha. In business, if I'm doing business with somebody, and 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 they don't ask for their side of the bargain, I start to feel uncomfortable, because I want my side of the side of the bargain. I feel uncomfortable. What's going on here? In business is meant that here's my side, here's your side, and we ask each other for our side. Give me my start of the deal. You gave me my part of the deal. I give you yours. That's good business. We're happy with each other. Marriage is a contract based upon mukarama. You want to give rights and, not, and you don't go around asking for take rights. But again, it only works if it goes both ways. If a person is not getting their rights, you're going to have to have a conflict, unfortunately. And then the love decreases. Anytime you argue with somebody, anytime you make a joke about somebody, anytime that you do things that are in any way, shape, and form more on the negative side towards the other person, a pull, you decrease the love between them. When there's giving, you increase the love. When you pull, you decrease the love. Why do Madikis say salam to the right and not the left in salah? They do say the left if there's an imam or there's a person to the left, because that's how the Prophet and the Sahaba prayed. Malik's fatawa on prayer is purely what, how the scholars of the second and third generation prayed. That's it. There's no other answer to that. And why do they head their puts on the side, hands on the side? Same exact thing. Same exact thing. Malik's fatwa on how to pray, or his, his answers on how to pray, are solely restricted to how the Muslims were praying, the second and third generation Muslims at that time, these are the children and grandchildren of the companions. Okay. Minnie says, I'm happy. I have no clue what's going on here. All I do is check out recipes and sunsets on Instagram. Yeah, my simple life is good. Salam says, my family tell me to eat food that is not zabiha, chicken, beef from American restaurants. They say it's halal. He's an Arab for sure. And justify this with Surah Al-Ma'idah. 
how would you explain what's halal? What's halal is very clearly what must be slaughtered. Okay? It must be slaughtered. It's hard, it's hard to deal with. It's very hard to deal with. It but it has to be slaughtered by the neck. A lot of people are in this. A lot of Arabs are in this. Daisies don't play with and, 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 and converts, too. Converts. Daisies don't play with that. Yeah. I feel like converts, you, know, you give up McDonald's, you give up Dunkin' Donuts. That's easy. But when you go back to your family, they accept it? Probably these guys. They're, it's their families. Yeah, it's their families. Um, no, you can't eat that meat. I'm sorry to tell you that. Right? You just have to get... You just have to insist on it. Whether you give proofs or not, you have to insist on it. Right? And the proof that you have to be slaughtered is that... Meita. Um, what is the definition of meita? That which is not slaughtered. And Allah forbade meita. Meita can die in many different ways. Right? Meita is not something that died naturally. Meita is a category that is described in the Quran as bludgeoned, fell off, horned by another animal, things like that. What dua should we make for our children? That Allah guides them to iman and makes them love it and makes them hate kufr and fusuq and asyan. Can I create peace between the Diobundis and Brailvies in my community? Why not? Yeah, make, make peace. I'm at peace with the uh, Diobundis here. We're having lunch with them next week. In Pakistan, yeah. not that you're a Brailvi. Huh? Not that you're a Brailvi. Well, guys, I'm not a Brailvi, but I know some of them were very upset because, listen, I posted what I posted about that, the, the truth, that Allah speaks the truth by necessity as an issue, as a point, not as a way to undermine Diobundis. And most of them, I have to say, they were mature about it. They said, okay, fine, that's your, you're saying that. I just want to let you know, Brailvis used this to make takfir of us and blah, blah, blah. I said, listen, I'm not into that. I'm just, I was interested in the question and I'm making the point, right? And they recognize, okay, make the point, right? What's wrong with that? But just keep in mind that it's used for a lot of mudslinging. And I'm not into mudslinging. I'm into what, what is my belief? Fine, this is my belief, yeah, right? That's the form. What's the position? That's all, that's all I want to know. Yeah. What is the position? Yeah. And I'm not going to get involved into some sectarian thing. I would much rather be debating someone on a clear-cut kufr like this, like what we did debated earlier, yesterday, uh, or last week, sorry. But uh, they sh also should not have a problem with you saying it. They can't have a problem with it. It's all in all our books, Right. And I'm waiting for, um, there's a brother, he said, he's, he, he really went beyond, uh, and he said he's coming with the evidence. So, I'm waiting. He's from Traversing Tradition. I was at peace with Traversing Tradition. Why all of a sudden is their editor going crazy? Their editor's gone crazy. I mean, you should have some shame and embarrassment for the things that you said about me to other people. And it reached me, by the way, your so-called friends who you're sending messages to, they all send it to me. So don't send bad stuff about people who are loved by others. Alhamdulillah, I have great relations with a lot of people. Whoever this guy is from Traversing Tradition, they sent me all your stuff. Don't send it. You're sending it to people who like me, who are my friends, who understand. I had no intent to, to go and undermine, but I am standing the position. That's it. I'm not going to go off on it again in public if it's going to create a brouhaha like that, because within Muslims, I'm not interested in that. 
But I was interested in the position. I have the right to be interested in the position. Alhamdulillah, we have some mature Diobandis here, right? They're like, okay, this is our manhaj. We understand that's your manhaj, but let's not attack each other. Fine, we're not attacking each other. And we're, we're having lunch next week. The bigger problem back to Pakistan, people here are a little more understanding, but yeah. some people get too crazy with the backup. Like every block you have, like, sectarianism. It's just too much. I don't, I don't believe in that type of sectarianism, but I do believe that people, I am also can't be silenced from speaking either. That's not fair either, right? You can't silence me from speaking and saying the opinion. Right? Pakistanis are very, very stubborn as well. Like, yeah. Especially like the ones back at home. Like, they yeah. don't want to be told. And that's why there's so many issues. Like Everyone's fighting each other. Mm -hmm. You can't really fix what's going on in the country. No, they can't. Just yeah. the personality. Yeah. So, how do we know where Allah's pleasure lies? His book and his sunnah and his prophet. His book and the sunnah of his prophet. That's how simple it is. There are no tricks. When Allah says do, this is what he loves. What Allah says don't do, that's what he doesn't love. Then look at the life of the Prophet and live like him as much as possible. Then go live like the companions. If, if, if you don't find your example in the Prophet, go live by the companions. Is it permissible for a husband and wife to live separately and not speak but not get divorced? If there is a reason for that, such a... But it, firstly, living separately is permitted if there's a reason. For example, if they live in different towns. If they're married and their kids are not mahram to each other. Could happen, right? Guy has uh, boys and girls. Wife has boys and girls. Right? Or any combination where uh, they don't have one gender. If the husband and wife, they both have boys, all boys, they could all live together. All girls, they could all live together. But as soon as their children are mixed in any way, shape, and form, then they, those kids can't live together. So they're going to have to live as neighbors. Has it happened before? It has happened not in this case, but in the case of multiple wives. Man has two or three wives in Egypt, in other places. Where does he live? He lives in each, each of the homes. So likewise, that husband will live in both homes and that wife will live in both homes. But essentially, they will have two homes for the sake of the kids. Once the kids move on, then uh, they don't have this issue anymore. But for them to just be separate uh, and not married, it will be a problem as soon as one of them asks for their rights. My rights as a husband, my rights as a wife, and then they're not being fulfilled, then they should be separated. All right, patreon.com slash Safina Society. Be a supporter, patreon.com slash Safina Society. What is your opinion on those who say that you have to have a guide or a murshid? If you have, if you ever learn, uh, if you ever meet somebody or learn of a sheikh and you find extremely great benefit from them, then you may take that benefit, right? And that becomes a murshid to you but within the bounds of the Sharia, which is that uh, you fo your followership of a person should be in what benefits. Uh, it should be something that is not like cult-like, secret-like. If it's truly good, then it should be out there in the open, right? This is, the, this is my teacher in fiqh. This is my teacher in tajweed. This is my uh, teacher in dhikr and iman and how to grow that. 
it should be out there in the open. It should not be some weird cult following that starts separating you from your family and separating you from your, your friends. That's where I think people have a problem with that. Esra says, I'm taken aback by how it is the most outspoken, educated, and devout Muslims seem bent on distancing themselves and the community from Tate rather than providing support and solidarity for the new revert. If I could talk to him, I would talk to him and I would, give, I would, I would have a discussion with him for the sake of Dawah because he seems interested, right? Why not? Is a wife's obedient only in certain matters or general as long as he's merciful? It's general and it's in matters that are by the sharia necessary and by life necessary. So for example, if he has no job and then he gets a job in Tennessee, right? You either go to Tennessee or you seek a khula, right? You, you got to go with him. That's the only way he can provide for you. But at the same time, I, I really don't really, um, I have to be honest with you, I'm not familiar with that world. I never saw it in my house growing up or in my house now, like the idea of giving orders. It's just not something, I, you have to ask maybe people who live that way. Like the idea of, um, I actually have never once seen either of my parents give each other an order. I've never seen my dad give his wife, my mom, an order. That's what I'm like sort of uncomfortable with. I've never seen it. I can't tell you something I've never seen, right? I've never seen my dad give my mom an order. And I've never seen my mom disrespect my dad, right? So I sort of don't really um, have, be, maybe I'm not the best reference for you. Some people grew up with that, though. Some people grew up with the dad constantly giving orders. You have to ask them and ask their, the, the wives how they live. Maybe, that's, maybe she grew up seeing her mom take orders and her aunt take orders and her sister take orders, so it's normal for her. But it's not the norm for me. So I can't always give you, uh, uh, you know, um, commentary on that. Wahdatil wujud. What is Wahdatil wujud? The correct and safe understanding of Wahdat al wujud is that when we witness something, we know that this is the creation of Allah and that Allah has power over it and nobody else. So therefore, some people have changed it and called it Wahdat al-Shuhud, the oneness of witnessing, not the oneness of existence. Why is my dua not being accepted if I'm praying for Allah to help me with a certain sin? It can't be said Allah has something better in store. Ah, it may be better for you that he delays the answer. So you can get stronger and stronger and stronger and learn the concept of sabr and persistence. Patience and persistence cannot be learned. There's no shortcut. You can't download it. You can't learn a concept and figure it out. You have to live it. So I would say perhaps possibly for you is that only answer for you is that delaying the answer is a test of your sincerity. Why will Allah punish non-believers internally in hell for a non-eternal life? Firstly, not all non-believers, but those who rejected the message after having received it. Because they're disobeying somebody who is eternal, number one. And number two, this life, Allah has told us in the Quran, 
is a microcosm of what you would believe for eternity. If you're given 80 years on this life, what you do in these 80 years is a microcosm for eternity. Because Allah says, people will say, let me go back and do good deeds. And Allah tells them, if you came back, time after time after time, you would do the same exact thing. So this life is a microcosm of what people would do for eternity. Okay? You can't have an eternal reward through an eternal test, because if you had an eternal test, you'd never reach the time for the eternal reward, right? So Allah, what this life of ours is a microcosm of what you would do for an eternity. Okay. How do we know as-salataini means between dhuhr and asr in, in the specified time for supplication in al-adab al-mufrad, ya shaykh? Um, very good question. He's talking about the dua of Wednesday. So I um, it's a good question, but I believe that the narration itself does specify. Hey, can you look it up? Adab al-Mufrad? Or between Dhuhr and Asr? Just look it up and we get the exact wording of the hadith. Because it's a very good question. But I'm pretty sure that um, it's there. Uh, Mahreen says, any advice for babysitting job? I actually do have advice for you. People are very crazy, crazy, mentally ill when it comes to their kids. Record everything record everything right like literally like literally record it and fit uh, like write things down but also physically if you can record the entire session with their kids i would because people are crazy you never know what's going to happen people are literally they're not the same when it comes to their kids when someone's babysitting. yeah someone's babysitting if you're if, if if your daughter is babysitting or you're babysitting kids if something bad happens you are the first neck that's going to get cut so make sure everything's recorded at all times. Oh, it's like control. It's at the top, actually. You see it? Along with Salah on the Messenger, what is the best practice in Shaban? CM. Fasting. Fast as much as you can in Shaban. You go into Ramadan, a breeze. The promise of Allah about deeds are also asbab for us to attain something? I don't understand that question. The, the promises of Allah about deeds. Yes, deeds are asbab. Deeds, deeds are asbab. Okay, airdrop it here or read it. Wait, this is, I don't know if this is what they're talking about. Meaning the dot between Dhuhr and Asr. Because it says Yawm al-Arbi'at. That's why. The answer to that is Yawm al-Arbi'at. Not Layl. It would have been, he would have said night. He said Yawm al-Arbi'at. 
بين الصلاتين. And usually Maghrib and Aisha is called Al-Aisha'ain. So that's the answer to your question. Maghrib and Aisha is always called Al-Aisha'ain. Yeah. There's a lot of discussion about Andrew Tate here between the sisters, not the brothers. Okay. Is, is, uh, can you call an online fiqh teacher a teacher even though he's online never seen face to face? Yes, you can. Yes, you can. If that teacher will call you his student, then you can call him your teacher. If he doesn't know your name, then you could say, I studied with him, but you can't say, I'm his student. Right. right? That's the difference. So, I'm his student seems like you represent him now. It comes down to the right? Yeah. Mm, what else we got here? Is Salat al-Tawbah a thing? Two rakahs with the intention of forgiving sins. Yes. You know what they should do? They should make pop-up. YouTube should make pop-up so people can have their private discussions because going through this, it's like half of it's just comments. They're just talking to each other. Does the hadith about Allah helping the Muslim as long as he continues to help his brother apply to his non-Muslims as well, even if we get paid for this, if we have the intention to do it for Allah? Yes, he does. It says Muslim because there's a greater reward to help the people whom Allah loves. And Allah loves those who submit to him. But it is in general, even animals, even um, things uh, that are... Uh, that are not Muslim. Is life insurance haram in the Shafi school? Yes, it is. But it becomes only permitted by basis of a fatwa of necessity, essentially. The necessity of... There is the necessity of... Uh, you're, you, it's a financial necessity. It's a great burden. So because of that, life and death are at stake or your life will change. Oh, sorry, you were talking about life insurance. No, life insurance is never halal. No, no, I'm talking about health insurance, car insurance, home insurance. Those are necessities. Life insurance is never a necessity. It's haram in and of itself, and there's no necessity. Okay, sorry, sorry about that. I actually was just sort of reading the other messages and got caught up there. How to best handle mixed madhab household, Hanafi wife, Madiki husband. Common issue that comes in Asr time. Who should the kids follow? I have an idea. Girls follow mom. Boys follow dad. Isn't that fair? You made this point one time, right? I think it was you that like, whatever bubble you're in, yep. you're always going to pick out issues in that bubble. Yes. Like, is this really like... Uh, exactly. Imagine, just imagine that you were in a place where a, a community, no one has methabs, except one Hanafi sister and your one Shafi brother, right? And everyone else is some on some other minhaj, some other group, right? You'd be happy to have each other, right? So now that you want to make the households, I got a deal. Boys, follow the dad. Girls, follow the mom. How's, how much sense does that make, right? 
<laughs> yeah. Our kids will be confused. But that's how you should do it. Because the daughters, they're going to need certain things that you don't know anyway. Right? About womanhood. Yeah. Take that from the mom. Boys, you really need to learn how to be a man from your dad. So follow your dad. So that's how should the deal should be. Is there sajda shukr in the Madiki Madhab? No. We don't have any such thing. Can you set up a WhatsApp or Telegram just for NBF live stream questions? Yeah, we have that. The inside conversations and preteen emotions are really a pain. So um, we can do that. I mean, yeah, on Telegram, we have that. When the video is posted, you can put questions on there. Yeah. I, some of these comments I like that. Like, Gordo Eats says, all my homies hate Satan. Psst. I like comments. Like that. <laughs> <laughs> we, need, we need comments like So there is an, uh, nothing but facts live uh, Safina Society uh, Telegram account in which every uh, every day the live stream link is posted and you could put comments in that thread. All right, let's wrap up, folks. Um, what is the limit on what we can ask angels? I would only ask angels, as the Prophet said, when you're lost, right? Or when you can't find something. Ya ibadullah a'inuni. The Prophet said this. Imam Ahmed practiced it. Imam Nawi practiced it. Or when your animal's going away, when you can't find humans to help you, then you can call out to the angels as the Prophet said, and that's not ibad and not shirk or anything like that. Or otherwise, you can call Imam Ahmed a mushrik and Imam Nawi a mushrik. What can we do to be dutiful to our parents as grown adults who are married with our own fams? The best you can, I could say that the best you can to make sure that they feel happy and good. And maybe have them move close to you. Is there a difference between the legal rulings of Islam in this world and the fate of people in the next? Yes, it is, because there may be a person who withholds his Islam because other people may be harmed by it. Or by withholding his Islam, he could save the life of other people. This is in the story of Musa, so he's a kafir of this world, He's saved in the next world. Anyone who's never heard of Islam, he is mulhaq bil kuffar. Mulhaq, meaning the rulings of kufr apply to him in this world, but in the next they're saved in their people of Jannah. And then you have munafiqs in this world, people who say they're Muslims. They announce to the world that they're Muslims. Yet, in the sight of Allah, Allah knows that they only did this because they were jammed, like Abdullah ibn Ubay ibn Salul. So they're in the worst level of hellfire in the next life. He was the one there in Uhud. Yeah, he took 300 people away after, at the Battle of Uhud. He said, no, no, we're not doing this fight. And he took 300 Muslims away. Because some of the believers listened to him. Some Muslims, some believers, you listen to these hypocrites. God gave us common sense and aql. We use our intellect to discern and make judgment between choices. Yes, I don't know what that's in reference to, but yes. If the Sharia does not speak on a matter. Also, which sources of Sharia are stronger? We use our aql for that. The Mutawatir is going to be stronger than the Ahad. There's no doubt about that. The senior Sahaba is heavier than a younger Sahaba. Sahabi. 
Okay. Watermelon says, is there a difference between legal rulings? We mentioned that. Osman Bey, can you use interest that has been previously earned on savings account to pay the interest on a student loan that is building interest too? So can you use an invalid money to release me from an invalid debt? Very interesting question. Very interesting. I can't give you the answer right off the bat like that without certain knowledge. Jay Perez, what course or major do you recommend taking for someone who works at a university and can attend for free? Uh, software engineering. Huh? History is, cool. history is cool, but if he's going for free and he's going to work with it, yeah. software engineering. Yeah. It's the coding. Be like Muhammad Zagbi. <laughs> is spending on relatives like uncle or father or woman considered zakah? Zakah is, cannot be given to your parents or your wife or your children, but it can be given to pay off their debts. Because you're obligated to take care of these categories. Parents, wife, children. Son, after he reaches maturity, but he's unemployed, you can give him zakah. Because you're not no longer obligated with him. But you can pay off all their debts. Other than that, you can give charity. You can give them charity, no problem. It counts as sadaqah. Okay. I started viewing the Arabic lessons on Arcview. They're excellent. Good. Gordo Eats, Monopoly Man, um, who was... Um, you know who the Monopoly Man is, right? It's... What's his name again? J.P. Morgan. Yeah. Chase Manhattan Bank. J.P. Morgan. J.P. Morgan Chase now. What is the Maliki procedure of Chef Anwitz? Two and then one. Salam in between. No witr. What should you recite in times of stress, not knowing what to do? As-salaa ala rasul alayhi salatu wassalam. I wonder what, should we get Muhammad Hijab here? Should we invite him here? The sta status of dawah in London. Huh? No, on the stream. On Zoom. The status of dawah in London. I'm interested. What does someone do when they're really anxious about wanting to marry a particular sister? Approach the sister. Go for it. If it doesn't work, not, no offense to that sister or other sisters, there are many women in the world, right? It's true. If, if one, is, one door is closed, Allah will open another one for you. Don't get so hooked up on one person. Get hooked up after you get married. Okay. Get attached after marriage, not before marriage. All right, last question we're going to take here. Anam Lodi says too many Salafis in London. Al-Abbas says Dawah in London, Salafi mode. Man, this is not the case when I was there. It was not the case. Gordo Eats says computer programming and cybersecurity. Oh, cybersecurity. I would, cybersecurity. That's definitely, that's fun too. Okay, um, yeah, good idea. Cybersecurity. Jazakumullah khairan, folk. Is it permissible to get on one knee when proposing to a woman? Proposing? You propose? You ask? To the woman? <laughs> <laughs> you ask or you state, I'm marrying you. It's, it's a statement. It's not a question. But if you're asking like if it's going to be shirk or something, then no. <laughs> 
What, what? No, 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 no. I actually heard them say about the wedding ring. The wedding ring. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The Salafi said that. That it's shirk. Their wedding ring. Yeah. Shirk. Not just haram. Shirk. Not bid'a makruha. Because Christians do it. Because Christians do it. Okay. And then okay. He, it, it, some, he, he was like, I'm not even going to say it. Wow. That's Google crazy. Google his wedding ring shirk. And you find shirk too. You find the answer to That's crazy. That's crazy. Maximum will be bid'a makruha. Right? Bid'a muharrama, fine. I can even get that. But where does Aqeer get involved in this? SubhanAllah. Subhanakallahumma wa bihamdik nashhadu an la ilaha illa anta nastaghfiruka wa natubu ilayk wal asr inna al insana lafi khusr illa alladhina amanu wa amilus salihat wa tawassaw bil haqq wa tawassaw bis sabr